Welcome, everybody, to this this part of the recording. Garrett Caldwell did a 24-minute segment where he gave us five uh, tips that he recommends that we follow in order to have a successful practice. And what I did is I just took a few minutes after that and summarized it in about a little under 10 minutes. And so all, we, all you're going to see at this point or hear at this point is just that that quick summary of ideas. And what I try to do is I try to take Garrett's business ideas and kind of relate it back to my clinical applications of what he described. So here's a quick listen. Enjoy the next 10 minutes. So to kind of recap this, um, I love everything you presented, the five strategies that really doctors have to address to succeed in, in the future as the business of dentistry is changing. Um, I'm just going to kind of recap some of my thoughts of what I wrote down. I think putting your business blueprint in writing and trying to adhere to that vision is is very important. Um, I think one of the other things that you said, uh, I'm going to kind of rephrase it is there's a lot of diamonds in your practice. So you have to figure out where those diamonds are. So instead of thinking, um, you know, I've got to learn more and more and more, sometimes you just have to sit back and you have to think, as you were saying, you know, what could I focus on more? Maybe, maybe you know how to do Invisalign, but you just haven't been doing a lot of Invisalign because of the time it takes. Well, you've already got the training. So again, doing more um, ortho could generate a lot of revenue without having to invest much more time or expense. I think another thing that you said as far as the business blueprint is um, try, you know, a lot of times we'll look at our colleagues, you know, you're talking about being influenced by others. Sometimes we'll look at a colleague think, and think, well, I wish I had that type of practice. And I think I, I just read another article just saying that oftentimes the grass is greener, meaning, uh, you know, we look at one of our colleagues' practices and we think that's the type of practice I want. But then if you were actually switch practices, you would both appreciate the other's practice, you know, once again. So I think what we have to do is we have to sit down, look at our practice. You're absolutely right. Right out of vision plan, see how our practice is performing to that vision. Is it, is our practice going to get us to that vision that we have, or is it not getting us closer? And if it's not getting us closer, then we have to make changes and we have to pivot, as you mentioned. So I think, uh, you know, the grass isn't always greener. Take a, an honest look at your practice and and maybe look at the financials and figure out what's working and what's not working, and then try to figure out how you fill the holes Um to make your practice more successful. I think you're absolutely right too. We do not have the management skills. And another article I read is that, you know, what's been going on is there's been a lot of consolidation with the industry, meaning the dentists are, are tired of managing the practices. So they're selling to a DSO, but they still have to work for that DSO for another few years until the DSO can put everything together, improve the practice, and then hopefully group them and sell them. Well, in today's industry, the, the mergers and acquisitions of the, the that the DSOs have been going through, it's, it's slowing down because interest rates have gone up and to get the capital funding is, is much more difficult. So what some of these DSOs have before, what they could do is they could take all these practices, bundle them up and kind of flip them and sell them. And, um, you know, again, the doc, the owner would be on for that ride for a couple of years. Today, what's happening is because the sales of practices are starting to slow down within the DSO, DSO uh, world, the DSOs are going to have to hold on to those practices longer, which means they're going to have to manage those practices better. And it's, it's going to, um, you know, go right where you, you were talking. You know, it's going to mean that we all have to have better management skills, whether we're private practice or corporate. So I think that's absolutely right. I think we do. We have two factors that are affecting the industry. The DSOs, they've got large marketing budgets. And then we have Dell Insurance, which is driving down our reimbursement. So we do have to look at 
our businesses as a business, um, not just a practice that we go into every day. So we have to make strong uh, decisions based on the financials. So I agree, taking a business class would be great. I'll see if I can sign up for one this afternoon online, uh, manage my debt because we love to spend money rather than save it and then save for retirement. I think that's uh, a big number three that you brought up, I think is super uh, important to pick relevant services. And I call them platinum services. And those are the services we can provide that the patients not only need, but they actually want. And so if the patient needs it, wants it, and we can provide it, that is like a platinum service. You know, we're not trying to sell because I, I tell doctors, there's two ways you make more money in any business. And that is to increase the number of customers you're serving or increase the value of each customer. So if you go to a fine steak restaurant, they're charging 10 times more than the burger place, but they're seeing um, fewer fewer patrons. They're able to offer a different experience, but the profitability is way higher. So, you know, I think that's what we have to do is try to increase the value of, of each, each of our patients. And that comes down, you know, I'll have doctors that may get uncomfortable with that statement. And I, I tell them, I go, it's not that we're trying to get them to the patients to do things that they don't need. What we're doing is we're ethically diagnosing their needs, like the crooked teeth, the dark teeth, the worn teeth, all the things that maybe another practitioner would not see or recommend services for. But what we need to do is we need to incorporate an aesthetic examination in our comprehensive exam, because I just read a survey that was put out in September where they they surveyed 2,000 adults in America. And yet it's like what the AACD was telling us over 10 years ago, more than half of those that were surveyed do not like their smiles and they do not like taking selfies. And like when we're in a situation like this, where we have to see ourselves on a, uh, on a Zoom call, um, you know, a lot of people, their anxiety comes from having to be in a screen and actually seeing their smile. So if we could get help them and like their smile, you know, we're going to help help them have a happier life. So I, I agree with all that. I think we should focus on services that the patients want. See, I listen to everything you're saying. I think you made some great points. And, and then um, I think the education, you know, when I, when I graduated dental school um, decades, many decades ago, my, my dad who had been practicing decades before me, said that, um, you know, gave me the wise words. He said, when I first got out of dental school, uh, I started to take, this is my dad speaking, I started to take hours and hours of CE. Um, and that's kind of what made his career the way it was. And he had fun in dentistry for uh, over 50 years. Um, you know, we, we met with some dental students the other day and it was meant to be a positive statement. I said, the job of a dental school is to get your license. If they can train you and you get your license, the dental schools are really have done what they need to do. And with that training, you can make a living. But if you want to make a fortune at what you do, you have to have the higher revenue services, which are like the orthodontics and the implants, not just the fillings. You have to have the higher revenue services that you can provide under your belt. And the only way you can get that is through education. So again, um, you know, what you and I have been trying to work on for decades is provide comprehensive education so the doctors can provide the aesthetic outcome the patients desire. But in order to achieve that aesthetic outcome, they may need ortho to move the teeth to straighten them. And that way, if we do do veneers, we can do them much more conservatively. If they're missing a teeth, we may have to place implants to replace those missing teeth. So it can be more conservative. We don't have to place bridges. And I think what our um, end goal is, is to give the patients, we'll do a comprehensive examination so we can tell the patients, these are the, the conditions that exist. 
And then these are the treatment recommendations of what we could do. And then ethically, you know, we're not trying to strong arm them, but through education and building value in our recommendations, allowing the patients to make the decisions that are right for them. And then when you provide those services, provide those services, services to the best of our ability. And I think that's um, what's going to make us successful. And to provide those services, we may use technology and, um, I think that's what makes the industry fun. You know, I like, like I repeat it over and over and over. I've been at this for 36 years. I'm looking to stay in it for at least another 24. And um, every day I'm excited to go to work. It's never a drag. It's never something that I don't want to do. Um, sometimes getting out of bed is a little difficult, but once I'm out, I'm ready to go. So no, I, I think. Um, Are you I ever think- in bed? That's what uh, I want to know. I try not to be. You sleep on the plane. Yeah, I sleep on the plane. <laughs> but I think those five tips that you gave us today are are like worth their weight in gold or maybe cryptocurrency, whatever, <laughs> whatever may be more valuable. I'll take an IOU. Yeah, Bitcoin. <laughs> and then um, that's kind of how I summarize it. So, um, yeah, I, I know I didn't do it as good a job, but I just want to. I think you gave us some great ideas and I kind of want to just translate that into how it applies with the clinician as I listen to what you're saying. And I think yeah, all of this is, can, can really change, you know, my colleagues' lives. And so hopefully that's what we're able to share. Great. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate no, the good thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's get this out. And if anybody has questions, they know how to get a hold of us, I think. Yeah, it sounds good. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much, Garrett. Thank you, Mike. Have a good morning. Thank you. You too.